0: Thanks, Michelle. Um, Todd, would you stand up? Uh, how many of you know Todd? Have, have any of you ever had Todd, stay standing, have any of you ever had Todd approach you and ask you to do something? H- has he ever used the expression, so how's, your how's your sense of humor? Any of you heard that? When Todd says that, I realize that he's going to ask something that may stretch me. Uh, so you can have a seat, Todd, temporarily. Um, so my question to you today is, how's your sense of humor? Pretty good? Well, I, 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 uh, all right. Are you, are you willing to uh, indulge me with your sense of humor for, for maybe, maybe 30 minutes, even if it means you might be a little bit uncomfortable? Alright, here's what we're going to do. We have people out here, but I have these huge open sections right in front of me, and that's distracting because it makes me think nobody's here. All right. So, what I would like to do is have everybody, even if, like Yvonne, if you would just kind of scooch right over next to, to, to Nate or Jake, and let us everybody move in to where there's no gaps between us and the next person. Wait, wait, wait. Don't move yet. Now, those of you who are a little more comfortable being at Caring Community Church, the nice thing to do would be to make sure you take the front rows so that maybe our guests aren't made terribly uncomfortable but everybody move in and let's see if we can pack both of these these center sections completely all right thank you for indulging me you guys are awesome and uh, and you'll yes yes indeed A high five from the front row there all right okay uh, at Carry Community Church together with me it is our vision Okay, the question is, if you really believe that and if you really want to buy into and be a part of that vision, what, what do you and what do I need to do differently to see that vision become a reality? We've been talking for, um, excuse me, I've been talking, you've been gracious enough to be listening for several weeks now about the concept of people, places, and programs and how those are all interconnected. We started this series with, a, with an emphasis, with a question, uh, what would it look like, what would it take for the next five years for Caring Community Church to be our best five years? And then obviously we've talked a little bit about what would it look like uh, for 2012 to be our best year ever, uh, and then carry that over into 2013. And I've been talking, in, in one way of looking that strategically is three areas. People, places, and programs. We spent several weeks looking at people. What would it take for 2012 to be our best people year ever? And... uh, one of the things that I I kind of finished on last week was this idea that in order for 2012 to be our best people year ever it would involve more people uh, involved in serving it would involve more people discovering their God-given gifts abilities and passions I didn't quite necessarily put it into these words but and then using those gifts talents and abilities to invest in advancing the cause of Christ and sometimes within this local church body we kind of had a hint at that this week already or this morning already um, did any of you notice that Angelina was at the keyboard today <laughs> yeah how cool is that angelina has been a part of our church from very very early on in her life and uh, she came to me a while back and said you know on those weeks when mom's not here i'd be willing to step up and, and play the keyboard and uh, so kudos to angie for stepping into that role matt continued after the way i abused him last time i was afraid that matt wouldn't help again with the with the slides but he did help uh, help out back there again today um i mentioned scott and investing his web design abilities in in advancing our ministry in a very real way uh the, if you haven't seen the wild game flyer, some of you have noticed this and you've just been too nice to say. But when I do flyers, if, like the wild game dinner, we did that last year and the year before. If I do flyers, I just bring up last year's, change the date, and it looks exactly the same. Uh, I'm sorry, it's just time and energy or laziness. I don't know which. how you want to put it. But Diana Patton uh, did the Wild Game Flyer. And the only instruction I gave her is, whatever you do, don't let it look like last year's. (laughs) And it looks phenomenal. I really appreciate that. So yeah, yeah, kudos to that. So anyway, a a part of what would make 2012 our best people years, more people involved in serving, more people discovering and using their God-given talents, abilities, passions, uh, more people discovering and developing their leadership skills. We not only need people to do stuff, we need people to take a leadership role in making stuff happen, and then also more people, more disciples, making disciples who in turn make disciples. It's not just enough for me to disciple you as, as a pastor, but you in turn have to take what God has done in your life and then pass that on to someone else who then in turn is able to pass that on to someone else. So that's kind of the the best people year ever. But what about, what would it look like for 2012 to be our best places year ever? What would it look like for 2012 through 2017, uh, the, the next five years to be our best people years ever? And as I thought about that, I realize I'm talking really fast. I'm gonna stop and breathe for a moment. Um, but what would it look like for 2012 to be our best places year ever? And I thought about a couple passages of scripture, and, and both of them we've looked at recently. But in Acts chapter 1:8 says, "But you will receive power; you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Friends, that's not just for those people that were there just before Jesus ascended into heaven. That's for us. And what he says is his Holy Spirit, when when we enter into that life-changing love relationship with God that's real and personal, and we we allow his spirit to begin to dwell within us, there is an expectation and an enabling and empowering, if you will, for us to be his witnesses, for us to be his ambassadors, for us to be his messengers, and and the way that breaks down, and, and many of you know this, but Jerusalem was where they were at when, when they said it. That's home base for them. Judea is the surrounding area. Samaria is the country next door that they didn't really like that well. And then to the ends of the earth. Friends, the mess I mean that for us that's uh, wherever it is you live, Albion, Homer, Parma, wherever. You're to be as witnesses there. We're to be his witnesses here in Albion and in this little slice of geography. We're to also have an influence for him in a broader base, the mid-Michigan area, an even broader base, Michigan, even broader base, the United States, even broader base, uh, the world. And uh, so we're going to come back to that in just a few moments. Uh, But the next verse is one we looked at a couple weeks ago as well. And it's Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Every day, they, referring to the people of God who are the early Christian church, continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And it goes on, those of you that were here, remember, it goes on to say, and God added to their number daily those persons who are being saved. So, the first verse we looked at talked about um, local ministry. It talked about um, a little bit broader ministry, talked about worldwide ministry. This one kind of comes back to the local ministry and said two things they, they gathered together in the temple courts and they gathered together in their homes. So, I want to talk briefly about the whole global aspect. We, we're going to kind of start broad and, and, and come in. The Acts chapter. Uh, to, or Acts chapter 1 verse 8 talked about to the ends of the earth and uh, in terms of our ministry there, there is an element of that. These are missionaries that we happen to support uh, that's Mike and Cindy Helvey uh, we've supported them for, for a number of years uh, they've served different areas they currently serve in Africa uh, and in Mike and both of them their role is training local African individuals in ministry skills so that they can then pastor their, their local indigenous churches uh, this is uh, Chris and Corey Theed they were here with us just a little over a year ago um, they serve in Haiti uh, Chris uh, uh, Chris is a, is a medical doctor and she has a medical mission there uh, meeting the, the physical needs of people there and, and Corey is an agricultural expert and he uh, trains them how to maximize their productivity in the limited resources that they have basically helping them to eat. Um, so, so we have a global impact through the money you give each week, the money we budget and set aside to support them. And then this is Dennis and Gwen Jackson. Uh, Dennis currently serves as the the area director for Wesleyan World Missions in Europe. So he basically pastors all the missionaries in Europe, giving them direction, training, encouragement, and and all those things. Some of you may know Dennis's story. Um, Dennis was in the the youth group at First Wesleyan Church in Battle Creek when Diane and I first came to the Lord. Um, Even though he was a little younger than I was, he was a very dynamic leader. He was the first person Whoever talked to me about the concept of of planting a church or starting a new church from scratch, so part of uh, part of his legacy I mean you are part of his legacy because he first planted that concept in my mind so that when others proposed it it was not uh, i 've never heard of that i 'd heard about it Dennis was very passionate about that, and that that shaped. Uh, my life as well so that's a a little bit about our our global perspective another part of our global perspective some of you have not heard of it but uh, um, in this passion that I have for for being incredibly profound we have what's called the monthly missions dump doesn't that sound spiritual Um, (laughs) I'll let that sink in Um, but a number of years ago, uh, a friend of ours, another person who helped shaped our life, was a, a leader of a denominational program that we have, which is a child sponsorship program called uh, Hope for the Children. And, and she challenged us. And initially, I think one of our Sunday school classes took on a sponsorship. And I think initially it was like 19.50 a month. Now I think it's up to 25 or $26 a month. Uh, that provides them educational opportunities. It provides, provides them uh, with meals. Uh, and it usually reaches out and encompasses their family as well. And currently, even though there are multiple pictures, we have we support three children. Um, this, these two are Michelle, and I won't try to say their last names because I can't. Um, but we support Michelle. These two are Christian, uh, and then this is Rebecca. And so, what the missions dump is for those of you that don't know, years ago we were looking for ways to support that, to raise that money. So, at that time, I had kids at home, and um, like many guys, I come home at the end of the day, and I got change weighing down my pants you know because you hate to take the time to count out excuse me I hate to take time to count out change and if you're in front of me in line I hate it when you take time to count out change <laughs> all right I'm sorry I'll, I'll get in a different line all right um, but I realized every day I come home and I dump it and and either the kids scavenge it or Diana scavenges or it just keeps building up there. And I had this brainstorm, what if we empowered the children to scoop that up every week, every day when dad comes home and and confiscate it uh, for supporting those kids? So we're bringing in all this change And I didn't know what to call it and somehow we just got started calling it the missions dump so still to this day on the weeks that we have potluck before we have potluck we we collect money honoring people's birthdays and we do the missions dump and that money goes to support those children so you know that that global impact beyond our our immediate situation then there's another picture some of you here last week where I showed a picture and we'll get to that one this is a little different picture anybody want to hazard a guess as to what this map is Wesleyan churches that would be a novel one I didn't think of that maybe next time anybody Tony that's that's the next slide where people work where people in our church, and I didn't put individual stars for all you who work in Battle Creek or all you who work in Albion, I probably missed some. I didn't know what to do for people like Mark and Tim. I just have this dot moving all over the universe uh, for the truck drivers out there. Um, but um, Lansing to Hillsdale, uh, about 78 miles. Kind of our ministry field. Ann Arbor to Kalamazoo. Fortunately, people start in the middle and go opposite ways. But just shy of 100 miles. Um, and what I want us to think about, when I go back to those Acts passages that I read, is I, and if I missed your place of work, I, I, I apologize. all right I, Just kind of a general image there. But what I want us to begin to think about is everywhere you go is a place of ministry. And some of you spend a lot of time, some of you may spend too much time, some of you spend, uh, most of you, if you're a good employee, spend a lot of time at work. And most of you work with people. And some of you, perhaps most of you, work with people who do not live in a life-changing, real and personal love relationship with God. So I want you, as we think about places of ministry, as Michelle said, the church is not a building. You are the church. And for the church to be all that it can be, for 2012 to be our best place year ever, we all have to begin to get our head around the fact that there are places of ministry that are not related to this building. And where you work is, is one of those. Um, we first became Christ followers just before Diana and I got married because someone Diana worked with was passionate about Jesus, Passionate about the ministry of her local church, and she invited us relentlessly. God bless her soul. We really valued their friendship, and we realized that if we didn't finally just go and get it over with, that she, they might not want to be our friends anymore. And s- surprisingly, we went. I mean, I'd grown up going to church, but it was kind of like going for a root canal. And, but but we went, and and we enjoyed it. And it was like really this church can be like this and so because that person realized work was a place of ministry our lives were changed for eternity and inadvertently or indirectly some of your lives were changed for eternity so that's one of the places 2012 to be our best places you ever we all got to get our heads around that and then this is the one we talked about last week that tony mentioned is this is where you live all right and again, as I, as I kind of began to go there last time, and if you're a guest, sorry, I don't have you up there yet, but stick around and I will. Uh, <laughs> but we talked about the spread, you know, from Nagy's down to Small's, 23-some miles, from Will and Leslie over the other side of uh, 69, all the way to Terry and Lynn and Jackson, 34 miles, and all that space in between. But what I want to say, and and if you weren't here, you missed it. uh, Because I I had that up there, and and we talked about it, and I I made my spiel. And then when we got done with service, uh, or not done with service, but when we were wrapping up, I was done with my message. Reuben asked us to put that slide back up there. Remember what he did? I don't know if I can see well enough. You know, the eyes aren't what they used to be. Um, Where are Damien and Chris? Uh, Right there. Yeah? All right. So, so anyway, Reuben pointed out that Damien and Chris have a small group ministry, Bible study, in their home as an extension of this ministry of the local church. And Reuben kind of circled at me, and I got playing with the pointer and circled all the others. Uh, but as I talked about that, um, God kind of stirred a little bit in john and nancy Yerker's heart and they said well we live kind of over that way we think that might be kind of fun so they went what i want to say obviously barb and jerry are down here on uh, j drive south right there yeah no there okay all right thank you we somebody's paying attention um, they have a small group. Uh, Damien and Chris is meet whenever everybody can get their schedules quarter, uh, coordinated. Barbara and Jerry meet the first and third Tuesday of every month, unless somebody's sick. All right. Uh, Twenty-five, one hundred J Drive South. Uh, I've been to both small groups, and they have great discussion, and they have great food. All right. Um, so that's just one thing. But but I'm looking at all these other homes, and, and I'm not saying we need to have a small group in every home, but I am saying we all have neighbors. And we all have an opportunity to influence lives in our neighborhood. They may not all come to our church, but even if you steer them toward Jesus, then that's still a win in our column, all right? So just again, Acts chapter 2, verse 46 said, they met together in the temple courts, and they met together where? In their homes. What an incredible opportunity uh, for us to understand and for 2012 to be our best places year ever so what would it look like for 2012 to be our best places year ever Uh, we would begin or continue to think globally and 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 begin to stretch our boundaries Uh, we would uh, begin to think broader than just Albion Uh, a number of years back we had a great experience with a with a uh, uh, a home missions project went down to Kentucky and and hung out with some folks and did a little work not much but uh, had a great time and began to stretch our, our, our concept of what it meant. Uh, for our 2012 to be our best places year ever, we're gonna have to begin to view our workplace as the mission field that it is. We're gonna have to view for our young people, our schools as the mission place that they are. Uh, part of the growth that our church has seen in the past two or three years is directly related to students and their parents being excited about what God is doing in their lives and inviting and bringing their friends and their friends parents and and friends I can't state enough how important that can be our recreation you know the things that we do to have fun is a, as an opportunity a place of ministry and if you are homes our neighborhoods Uh, as a place of ministry. I don't know what it says about my neighborhood, but everybody has moved out and everybody's in foreclosure. Uh, But but I tried really hard. Um, In all seriousness, for 2012, 2013, 2014 to be our best places year ever, uh, we have to begin to get our head around those concepts. But here's the question I have, and and some of you old-timers, as you think about the good old days, what would you say... Was our best places year so far? Anybody want to? When you when you say best places year that caring community has had in our thirty years of existence? Any any thoughts? I know that's one you just don't think about very often. The year the building opened, the year the building opened that would be a possibility. As I thought about that, was certainly one that one that stood out to me. Um, that's, that's the building in, in, in process. Um, if you look, that's, that's Spence Farmer. There's Spence back there. Doesn't look any different, does he? Huh? And this guy, I won't name names, uh, but Ron Owens doesn't look any different today than he did then. Uh, from what I understand, that's the only time Ron has ever held a paint roller. Um, but um, that, was a, that was a pretty special time. Uh, in the history of our church. And, and for those of you who, who don't know the history of our church, uh, we'll give you the 50-cent the version right now. Um, we started in, uh, in 1981, and we met in the, the Holiday Inn for about seven months, and then we rented from the United Methodist Church in town for a, another nine and a half years. After 10 years, we had grown as much as we were going to grow in that space that we rented, and uh, a very small group of people uh, borrowed at that time an awful lot of money. In an incredible step of faith, and bought property and and built this building and and uh, It was an incredibly exciting time you, you don 't get a, f- a huge sense and it 's you know a google earth so it 's kind of blurry uh, but for those of you that don 't know during that time uh, we 've grown we 've continued to add people people have continued to invest uh, twenty two plus acres um, and uh, we just recently. Updated our insurance, building and in contents just under one point five million dollars, uh, and that's all debt free. Uh, that God has blessed us with the ability to do. Which brings me to this: the best is yet to come. The church is not a building, but the building is important. It is our our center our base of operation and you can remember that so I'll go to the next one that whole interconnection between people places and programs for us to bring in more people for us to manage more programs for us to be a base of operation for more ministry spaces then this space is going to be a part of that equation Um, and and there's several aspects of this one of those aspects is maintaining this facility and and the older a building gets we've been in this building just about 20 years or just a little over 20 years now Uh, things start to wear out it's time to replace stuff Uh, but things like the the great job Val Eder does in maintaining landscaping Um, but friends I'm, I'm not picking on any of us but it's pretty much Val at her and Curt and the boys when she gets really after him. Uh, but that's not good for Val to be the only one doing that so for us to make this the best place you're ever it means some of us need to be mindful of that it means some of us need to be mindful about not just seeing what needs to be done but jumping in to do it we have trustees who help coordinate that we have a cleaning team who helps address that but we all need to have that sensitivity that there are issues we need to do some painting here there um, uh, Ed's working on replacing the parking lot lights to make us more energy efficient and the, so those are all things that need to continually be on our mind there's some current needs some of you have heard us rumbling about uh, needing to getting to the point where we need to think about replacing the roof uh looking at uh, what we can do to be more efficient with our hvac equipment uh especially so guys don't have to climb up on a snowy roof in the middle of the winter uh to uh, to try to fix it but those are some of the things that for this to be a great place this year we we need to start getting our head around and also looking down the road and, and sorting out how far down the road um I I said I was only going to keep you this way for about a half an hour. You guys relatively comfortable? Okay. Yeah. He's sitting next to Todd. I mean, you only get a half a chair. Uh, But (laughs) on the edge. Um, But friends, the reality is, the reality is we don't normally sit like this, do we? What do we do? We spread out. 105 of us in here. We only have 155 of these green shares. So at some point in time, either people are going to come in. I I stood in the back today, and some people came in a little toward the, the, the later portion once we were getting up and going. They stood in the back, and they looked around, trying to find a place to sit. Now, friends... Rarely is somebody going to say, I came in, I couldn't find a place to sit, or I had to sit someplace that was uncomfortable with me, so I'm not coming back. But it happens. Sometimes they don't even fully understand why it is. They just know they don't feel comfortable here. The reality is, no church or other organization, same way with the restaurants or whatever, is going to see sustained growth once they begin to approach 65, 75, 85% of their capacity. So there is a point Ron said there are 105 of us, Diana came in, 106 of us in this room right now. So the reality is, for us to sustain this number consistently and go beyond that is gonna be a real stretch. Now obviously, if we're mindful about eliminating some of those gaps we can buy some time but the reality is if we want to sustain growth and want 2012 and beyond to be our best places year ever we're going to have to start wrestling with maybe it's time for us to look at some type of expansion issues again many of you are new enough you have no idea this building was designed to basically be expanded in every direction Uh, additional classrooms gymnasium there And, and think about that for just a moment we're going to have a potluck in just a few minutes, and we, most of us know what happens. We say amen, we sing the last song, everybody jumps up, some folks go tend to the kitchen, some folks start rearranging chairs and setting up tables. Can you imagine what it would be like to have a gymnasium where the potluck was already set up and we got done? We just walked leisurely down there and, and had potluck. Novel concept. Um, This room was designed to actually go further back this way to add additional seating. uh, And then somewhere down the road, even thoughts of an auditorium, a a real auditorium, out that way. So friends, I share this not because I'm going to start a capital campaign today. But I share this because for 2012 to be our best places year ever, especially coming on the heels of our best people year ever, These are things that we're going to have to start having conversations about. And when you begin to hear conversations about this, I didn't want you to panic and say, where's this coming from? I didn't hear anything about this. Yes, you did. Uh, You heard about it. We're not making decisions. But what I need desperately from you, and we talked about this at our board meeting on Monday night, I desperately need, we desperately need every one of you, to be praying consistently and intentionally for God to give us as a congregation and especially those in leadership clarity and discernment. Some of you have been here over the course of time and we've done a study called Experiencing God. And a part of the dynamics of that study is many times churches get off track when they figure out what they think needs to be done and they put all their time and energy into doing it but it wasn't what God had in mind. The experiencing God taught us that the key is for us to see what God is doing and then join him in it. And friends, I've heard repeated people say, without my drawing it out, that they sense that God is stirring in our midst in some way. And what we want as your leaders is to desperately, clearly get a sense for where and what and how it is that he's stirring and then be strategic and intentional about joining him in that. So when you begin to hear conversations about some of this kind of facility stuff, you know, if we're looking at replacing the roof, wouldn't it make sense if we're going to add on to wait to replace the roof till we do it all at once? If we're looking at making changes with something as expensive as our heating, ventilation, and air conditioning system, wouldn't it make sense to make sure that we fold that in with an expansion of the facility if that's going to be happening? So these are all things that, that we desperately need you to be praying about. I talked with the youth group uh, the other night uh, about what it would look like for 2012 to be the best people year ever where they were concerned. And one of the things they said, you know, Pastor, it would be really neat if we had our own room, a place for us to call our own, to where when we come to youth group, you know, there are chairs instead of chair, or yeah, easy chairs, couches. Uh, I thought I heard something about a gaming system, uh, but but just a <laughs> oh, I may have said that. I'm sorry, uh, but but just a place for them to feel a sense of ownership for them. And I thought, you know, that would be neat. You know what that that may be. I mean, if if we really believe that that the younger people in this building are the future of the church Then, for us to be conscious about making a space for them. I've told you some of you have been around long enough to hear me say it for years uh, but I've told you that part of my fantasy is for us to have a gymnasium before I'm too old to use it and I gotta tell you that window is closing fast (laughs) Uh, unless we just do some power walking and it may not even be that powerful but um, but seriously I share this today because if 2012 is going to be our best place year ever, these are some of the, the things we need to begin to wrestle with. And friends, um, having been through one building program, I can tell you that, that they stretch us. They stretch us in every way, shape, form. But I also know for those of us who were a part of that, it was an incredibly exciting and dynamic time in the history of this church. And so I, I just share all of this today to go back to wrapping it up as an invitation for you to join with me in praying not just for this to be the best places year ever or the best people year or the best program year but to join me in praying that we would rightly discern what God is doing in our midst and enthusiastically, wholeheartedly join him in that. That's my invitation. Would you pray with me? Father, I know that I don't do this often enough. So I just want to pause and thank you. I thank you for what you have done in this ministry for the past 30 years. Father, we've had our highs, we've had our lows. You've been faithful all along the way. Father, it is very humbling to be able to make the statement about all that we see related to this facility being debt-free. Father, I'm humbled to think about the blood, sweat, tears, the sacrificial giving, the sacrificial service that have all woven together to bring us to this point. Father, I thank you that you are clearly up to something in our midst. Father, the the attendance growth, the financial stability going against the flow of of what's happening in so many parts of of our economy. Father, that is clearly your movement. And I simply say, Father, we desperately want to join you in what you're doing in our midst. So, Father, help us to to continue to think globally. Help us to continue to see our workplace as a mission field. Help us to continue to see our school campuses as as an opportunity for us to influence people toward uh, a personal relationship with you. Father, help us to see our homes and our neighborhoods as ministry fields, places of ministry. And Father, help us to understand how to maximize this facility and these grounds as a way of continuing to shape and influence and touch more and more lives. Father, we have a keen sense that that you're stirring. We have a keen sense that we need to be moving forward with you in that stirring. But we desperately say, Father, let us hear from you and let us sense your leadership. Father, help us to continue to cultivate an environment of mutual encouragement as we begin to process all this and look forward with enthusiasm to what you have in store for 2012 and beyond. We thank you, Father. Amen.